uh, if you have the option of muting your uh, your sound, just so everybody should be able to hear. Well. All right, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And, you know, it's uh, a little bit of a different format tonight on a regular Thursday night, so we'd be together in shul with Chabura. And, unfortunately, tonight, so we have to do it each from our own homes. But the truth is that the Baal Shem Tov tells us that wherever a person's mind is, so that's where he is, even if he's not physically there. If his mind is in a certain place, then it's considered that he's there. And so even though we're not together physically, but since our minds are on the achdas that we usually feel, then it's as if we're together in the shul, enjoying the shir, as we do every Thursday night. And I want to welcome those who, um, who are tuning in from other places. Thank you to my friend Morty, who's tuning in from Passaic, New Jersey. And to everybody else, I really appreciate it. And there's no question that the thing on everybody... You can't hear me, David? Chaim, you can hear me? I can't, one second. Un- unmute your phone. Yeah, yeah, unmute it. I can hear you. Uh-huh. Uh, other guys? Say- you, oh, you do, okay. David, you don't hear me? Maybe unmute... Um, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, if anybody doesn't hear, though, I'm going to be... Uh, the share is going to be recorded as well, so if you, if you miss it now, you'll have a chance to hear it later. Okay, it looks like, David, you're connected now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, give all the... Okay, okay, give all the... Okay, so... You know, there's so much going on, and... The question on everybody's mind is, what is what is our reaction supposed to be to this matzah, to this situation? The coronavirus... And, and everything that's unfolding, the unbelievable things that are unfolding in front of our eyes. Rabbi Reisman says that, you know, what we're experiencing today is something that we're going to tell over to our grandchildren one day. They're going to ask us, where were you and what were you doing when the coronavirus hit? It's something that is unprecedented in history and something that we've never experienced it ever. You know, a few months ago, you think about it, Hanukkah time, so there was a fear of going to shul because of the security situation, because of the anti-Semitism and the terrorism that we were experiencing here. And so people put up guards in front of their shuls, so we should be able to go to shul and feel safe. And now today, we still can't go to shul. Even though there's guards and everything else, we can't go to shul for other reasons, because of because of the virus that's out there. So, the first person a person asks is, why is HaKadosh Baruch Hu doing this to us? And, and we don't have the answer to this, but it's known that Reb Chaim Brisker used to say, when, when a person learns a sugya, and he comes across a shverkite in the sugya, so a person shouldn't ask why. You should ask what. We don't know why the Torah says certain things, why the Sugya says the Gemara says certain things. But what? What is the Gemara telling us? What is the lesson that we're supposed to learn? That is something that we can all ask. And here too, you know, we don't know why. Why all of this is happening. But what? What is happening and what lessons can we learn? That's something that we can all do. And it's interesting that the word why in, in, uh, in Lashon HaKadosh, the word Lama, 
can also be said as lima. What is the purpose? So when we see unusual things happening, we can ask ourselves, lima, what is the purpose of this? And what is HaKadosh Baruch Hu trying to tell us? And the Torah is a Torah Chaim, and it's relevant, and it's appropriate for our life each and every day. And if we look in the Torah, we're going to find the answers to everything. You know, it's brought down in the Gemara Menachas that there was a, there was a Magaif on the time of David HaMelech where a hundred people would die every single day. And at that time, David HaMelech was misakin that Klal Yisrael should say, Mea brachas b'chol yoyim. A hundred brachas as a tikkun to stop the Magaifa that was killing a hundred people every day. And Rav Shimshon Pinkas in his Sefer, he explains, what's, what's the point of the Mea brachas? So he says, you imagine you have two friends who are fighting with one another. They get into a fight and they're not talking. And you want to make peace between them. So what's the first thing you have to do? The first thing you have to do is to get them to start talking to one another. Start talking. Once they start talking again, then we start the process where a person can make shalom between one another. So David HaMelech, he sees there's a magaifa. And he realizes that Kaddish Baruch Hu is angry at Klal Yisrael. So he says, the first thing is, let's start talking again. Us and Kaddish Baruch Hu, let's start saying Mea Brachas. And as we talk, so slowly this can once again reestablish the Kesher that we have with Kaddish Baruch Hu. And eventually the Charei Nav of Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to stop and is going to settle. And that's indeed what happened. So, today also, of course, on a, on a, on a, Simple level, we can say the same thing, and many Rabbanim said that as well, to try to be makbin on mea brachas, to connect with the Kaddish Baruch Hu once again. But on a deeper level, what is a bracha? A bracha means that a person, he has something, and he acknowledges that it comes from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and he gives thanks to a Kaddish Baruch Hu for what he has. So if you're eating something, you're drinking something, you're enjoying something, you say, thank you, Kaddish Baruch Hu, I realize that everything comes from you. And if we look around us at this time, so it's a situation where we can say to ourselves, you know, all the small things, the trivial things, the routine things that we so much take for granted, all of a sudden, they're missing from our life. To say hello to a friend and to greet them, to shake their hand, we can't do that. To go to Shul to Davin, we can't do that. Taking a train to work, we can't do that. Taking your kids outside or having a friend come over to play. Going to a wedding, all the simple things that we don't even think about. They're so much part of our routine and all of a sudden, we're stuck, we can't do them. And a bracha gives us the opportunity to stop and to say, wait a second. Everything that happens and everything that we do is a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so David HaMelech says to us, Stop and think and acknowledge that everything that we have, even the most mundane and simple things, they can stop in a second. And if we realize that, then that alone is a tikkun for the magaifa that's happening all around us. To acknowledge and to realize that Hashem is telling us, look, you know, there's so much brach in your life, there's so much things that that you take for granted, you cannot take it for granted. It's all from me. And as Chazal say, a person does not lift his finger 
in this world, unless it was decreed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he should be able to do it. And we see this Bechush today, each and every day. All these trivial things. Who would ever think, who would ever imagine that you would experience people getting married in a driveway here in the heart of Flatbush on a regular evening? Who would have thought that there would be a situation where the yeshivas would close down two weeks before this man? Who would have ever thought of such a thing? But here we are, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is showing us that we cannot take things for granted. And everything is a bracha. And the more we're able to internalize this concept, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge, and everything comes from Him, and we learn to appreciate everything, then that brings about more bracha, and that will ultimately bring about the Yeshua. And as the Pesach says, by the brachas that... Um, Maishir Rabbeinu gave to Klai Yisrael. He said he gave a bracha to Naftali and he said, Naftali svarotzoin, umalei birkas Hashem. Naftali, he's happy. He feels a fulfillment. He feels saveya. He feels full because he understands that everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Mimele, because he feels that way, umalei birkas Hashem, he's full of brachas from HaKadosh Baruch Hu because when we acknowledge that Hashem is giving us everything as a gift, then we're zeicha to the brachas from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we have to realize that these things are teaching us that nothing is a guarantee. There's nothing guaranteed in life. You know, the, the joke people like to say is there's nothing guaranteed in life besides death and taxes. And today even that's not a guarantee anymore because people are dying and they, can't, they cannot make levayas, they can't shiva. And even taxes, it's being talked about that they're going to be pushed off. So nothing is a guarantee. There's one thing, though, that's always a guarantee. And that is the insurance policy that every single Yid has. And the Pesach tells us in Tehillim, Baruch HaGever HaShayiftach Bashem. If we have Bitochen in Hashem, and we realize that everything comes from Him, that is the best guarantee. It tells us, it promises us, that Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to be our guarantor. And assure us that everything is going to be all right. Is, 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 it, is it possible to put the phone to put it on mute? Yeah. Okay. David, you can put your video on mute. What? You can put yours on mute. Mute. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so that's one nakuda that I feel is very important to bring about. That we have to realize and recognize again the connection we have with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and remember that everything comes from Him, and acknowledge and be thankful for every little thing that we have in life. But on another level, you know, in this week's parsha. Uh, which will be Parshas Vayakal Pikude and Chazak, as well as Parshas Achaydesh. And even though we're not going to be laying it in Shul, most of us at least, but the Brocha is still there. And um, and if, if it's possible to mute the, uh, if, if everybody can mute their, um, can mute their, 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 uh, their noise, if that's possible. There's a 
button on the left where you click mute and it, um, it mutes. Uh, All right, let me, one sec. I can mute everybody. I'm just curious. So let's continue now. So Vayakal Pekudai and the Svarim are all bothered by the question, a very basic question, and that is, if you look in the Parsha, so Vayakal Pekudai is an exact repetition of the two Parshas of Teruma and Titzaveh. Vayakal talks about Moshe Rabbeinu making the Mishkan and the Klea Mishkan, and Pekudai talks about the Big Day Kehuna. And the Svarim are bothered. We have those, we have those Parshas already. What are we being mechadish now? What are we being mechadish now by adding these two parshias that discuss once again making the creation of the Mishkan and the Klei Mishkan? So there's different answers given to this, and we know every single word in the Torah is necessary, every single letter in the Torah is necessary, and there are many big halachas, many many big big parshias in the Torah that are learned from one extra sound, one extra letter in the Torah, and yet here we see two full parshias which are repeated. Seemingly for no purpose. So Rav Pam gives a beautiful answer. And if you look, if you look at the Parshias of Truman and Tetzav, and you look here at the Parshias of Ayakal and Pikude, so you'll see there's a minor difference. And that over there, the Pasuk says, Ve'asisa. HaKadosh Baruch is telling Moshe Rabbeinu, you should do it. You should build the Mishkan. You should build the Kalim. You should make the Big Day Kehuna. But here, in these parshias, it's different. It says, Vayas. Moshe Rabbeinu created. He did it. So says Rapam, it's one thing to be able to, to be told to do something. But to actually do it, that's a whole new level. And so Kaddish Baruch Hu is teaching us over here in these two parshias that it's not enough just to say there's, a, there's something that has to be done. It's not enough to do to have the Vosisa. Every single Vosisa has to be turned into a Vayas. It has to be turned into action. A person has to take what he's told to do and actually go ahead and complete it. And that's something that we can all take to heart. And it's also relevant to these times. If you think about it, if you think about it, you know, every single... Every single person out there, he has the ability and the potential to influence and to change the world. We feel this now, nowadays, literally. There's one person. There's one person. If I can interrupt, just everyone please make sure you have your sound on mute, because we hear noise in the background. Please. Everyone. Thank you. I think you you have your sound on, on right now. Who is this? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, like, yeah, okay. 
No, I understand that. Okay, I think we're good now. So, a person, this entire virus, which has affected the entire world, if we think about it, it started from one person in China. And from there it spread all across China. And then one person brought it to America, and then one person brought it to different countries. And from there it spread all over the world, and there's come out not a single country in the world that's not affected by it. Which shows us the power. The power of a human being and the power of one, what one person could do. And in this case, it teaches us how a person can affect the world in a bad way, Khalila. But we have to learn from this as well, that each and every one of us has the power to change the world, to change the world in a positive way. And each and every one of us can do amazing things way beyond what we think we're capable of. The Parsha tells us that... HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Kalal Yisrael, Kol ish ha-shanasoy liboy, la-asay sa-samalocha, le-beis Hashem. Every single person who felt that he has the ability to go ahead and contribute, HaKadosh Baruch Hu invited them to come and to help out with building the Mishkan. And the Rambam points out a fascinating thing. Kalal Yisrael, they were in Mitzrayim for over 100 years, slaves. There was no college there, there were no schools there. There were no jobs there. All they did was build uh, cities with mortar and cement. So where did people learn these trades? Where did, beca- where did they become craftsmen? Where did they become artisans to build and to weave and to sew? Where did they learn these things? Says the Ramban, they never learned it. But they had an innate feeling. And he says the lotion of people felt, A person said, I feel that I can do it in my heart, even though I never learned it and I, I never saw anybody do it. And I was never trained in this skill. But I feel that I can do it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, You're the person I want to come and to build my Mishkan. And that's the lesson that these parshas are teaching us, that we each have inside of us. Amazing koyiches and amazing talents with which we can change the world and with which we can make a difference in our own life and in everybody around and everybody around us in their life. Bianca Legalinsky, he describes Simchas Taira in his yeshiva in the Bialystok yeshiva, the Navardic yeshiva in Bialystok. The yeshiva before Miafen used to stand on a chair in Simchas Taira in a kafis, and he would point out to the bachrim, and he would say, Chaim so and so, he's going to build a yeshiva in. In this town. And Moshe so-and-so, he's going to go out and build a yeshiva in that town. And Yisrael so-and-so, he's going to build a yeshiva in that town. And these were young Bachram, 20 years old. The day after Simchas Torah, he would give them a little bit of money. And they would go out. And they would go out and build a yeshiva. He would give them enough money just for a train ride. And that was nothing else. Everything else they had to get to earn through Bitochen. Bitochen and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Bitochen and their abilities to go out and build... And he describes that by the time World War II broke out, there were more than 200 Navardic yeshivas spread out across Poland, all led by Bachrim and young people who were graduates of the Navardic yeshiva. No one had experience, nobody was ever a yeshiva, but they knew they were infused with the Bitochem and they were infused with the, uh, the bracha of their Rebbe and the trust that they had in themselves. That they can go out and make a difference. And that's how they, they were successful in raising gen, a generation of B'nai Torah, which affects Klai Yisrael till today. And the same thing was true in Poland with the girls, Sarah Schneer, when she started her Beis Yaakovs. And there was a need. She started off in Krakow, and there was a need to spread it out across Poland. So she would take her students, her, her seminary students, 
who were 16, 17 year old girls, and he would take them, and she would take them to a town or to a city where there was no Beis Yaakov, and she would make a gathering for all the ladies, and she would have the little girl stand up on the stage in the shul, and she would speak, and the ladies would listen, and she would say, we want to make a difference, we want to continue raising Benois Yisrael, who are going to be like the Imois, Sarah, Rivka, Rochel, and Leah. And this girl standing here, she's going to be the one to lead the charge in your city. And the ladies heard it, and they listened. And that's how young girls were able to establish Beis Yaakov's and continue the Messiah of Klal Yisrael all across Poland, which of course continues till this very day. It doesn't take much. All it takes is the belief that we each have a shlichus, and we each have a job, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us the kaychus to go out and to do it. You know, the Baal Shem Tov tells us that a person can look around the world, and if a person is a Maiman, so he sees the Yad Hashem, he sees the Kayach of Baruch and everything that's out there. And he realizes when the Pasuk says, and the Pasuk says, it's not just, a, uh, it's not just an expression, but it's a literal thing. That everything that's out there is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when a person has that ability and the understanding to do it, then wherever he looks, he sees the Yad HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And as the Baal Shem Tov explains, we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the entire world. Everything that's there is really just a levush, it's just a kisoy, it's a covering. But beyond that is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's what we're seeing nowadays, a little microbe. A little virus of one cell is out there and it's controlling the world and it's everywhere. And we, re- we have to realize that just like that's true, so it's true that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. And I often say in the Shir, you know, we brought down from Rabbi Tzaddik many times on the Pasuk. Of avdoi, that at the basis of a Vemunah, of a Yid, is the basis that a person has to realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. But in addition to that, that a person has to realize that there's a Maisha Rabbeinu. Maisha Rabbeinu, Klal Yisrael realized that he was sent by HaKadosh Baruch Hu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him, gave him this mission of leading Klal Yisrael. And just like Maisha Rabbeinu has a mission, that tells each and every one of us that we too have a mission in our life. And as Rabbi Tzadik beautifully says, Keshem Shechayev HaOdom Lahamin BaKadosh Baruch Hu he has to believe in himself that a Kaddish Baruch Hu has a role for him. And he wants him to succeed in that role. And he's giving him this job. And as we mentioned earlier, this, 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 this week we'll be reading a Mitzvah Shem, or will be. Parsha Sachaydesh, which is the, the, final, the final of the Arba Parshas, the Parsha of. Of Kiddush Achaydesh and Parshas Bai. And if we look at that parasha, the Torah says, Achaydesh is a lochem, Reish Chadashim, Rishainu lochem, Lechadshay Ashana. And this form explain that Kla Yisrael is Nimshal to the Levana. Kla Yisrael is Nimshal to the moon. Because what's the, what's the concept? What's the idea of the moon as opposed to the sun? 
The sun never changes. It's always there, 24-7, 365. The moon is on the, constantly changing. It's never, ever at the same spot. It's never, ever at the same level. It's always changing. And that is the avoida. That is really the life of a Yid. A Yid is never, uh, he's never static. He's going, he's moving, and sometimes he moves up, sometimes he moves down, but he's always on the move. And a chaydash is a lochem, parashas a chaydash, and rosh chaydash nisan, rishayin hu lochem It's teaching us that this is the time that we can look at, look at the moon, and remind ourselves that just like the moon has this ability, no matter where it is, it's going to renew itself, and it's going to start again. Kali Yisrael has that ability as well. We each have in us the koyach and the ability to recharge and to start anew. And that's what Chaydash Nisan is all about. And that's what Parshas HaChaydash is all about. And this time of year, and this time especially, when we look at how the world has changed, and we realize that nothing is constant, nothing is forever, everything could change. Uh, by the switch of a button, everything can change. Then we can tell ourselves as well that we can change as well. And we have within us the ability and the koyach to be mechadesh. And what a better time to do it than now. When life is so, came to a halt in many ways and there's much more time, we have more time to spend with ourselves, more time to spend with our family. So we can look at ourselves and say, you know, what is something? What is something that we can do? What is something that we always wanted to do to change? What is something that we always wanted to do to grow? Now is the time to do it because not only is it the parsha, is it the month of his, the month of his chaches, but it's a time of his chaches. It's a time of difference. It's a time of change. And if we're able to internalize these ideas and take to heart and remember that a Baruch Hu is in charge, that a Baruch Hu has a mission for us, and that we have the abilities within us to grow and to change, then a Baruch Hu or Mitzvah Shem will. First of all, take away this terrible gezeira, and we'll be able to go back to all our routines. And most importantly, we'll be zayche to renew ourselves, to be mechadish, and like we say by Kiddush Levana, a teres tiferes laimusei baten, shemasidin leschadish kemaisa. We should be zayche to the fulfillment of benisan nigalu, benisan asidim ligoel, with the coming of Mashiach Tzedekinu, b'meher v'yameinu. Amen. Thank you so much for listening.